0: a reporter for the Washington Post living and walking around Washington DC and going to the White House and going to press conferences in Capitol Hill and like you know I was like a walking time bomb I was just I was just sure that I was going to explode I mean I remember the morning after the Christmas during the Iowa caucuses in 2007 and the Washington Post sent me to Iowa to cover the caucuses and there I am walking around with my cockabee going pheasant hunting <laughs> And Huckabee starts talking about these illegal alien people, and I wanted to raise my hand and say, Governor, I'm one of these illegal aliens you're talking about, and I'm not from Mars. And I felt so cowardly never doing it.
1: So even though you have been living here since what? Since you were 12 years old? I mean, living in the United States, you basically have no way to become a legal citizen?
0: So there's a couple of ways. One way is for me to just leave go to the Philippines, where I haven't been since I was 12, and accept the 10-year bar before I can apply to get back. The other way is to marry a man. I'm, you know, I'm gay, so I, you know, I can't pretend to be too late now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could do that. I could marry a guy. I live in New York, and New York State recognizes same-sex marriage. But unfortunately, the federal government, because of the Defense of Marriage Act, does not. So I'm still stuck in the same limbo. One lawyer suggested, why don't you get married in New York, find somebody to marry, then sue the federal government. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> it's a little more than I'm you want just... to take on. <laughs> yeah. Or actually, one of my friends said, why don't you get together with a transgender person and really shake this up? You know, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 I no. Think, I think I'm like a walking, uncomfortable conversation as it is. Like, I don't think I can handle, you know. But yeah. I mean, that's partly what you're saying
1: is that This is a conversation no one wants to have.
0: And I guess that's what's
1: prevented you from getting deported. I mean, no one wants to take this on because the issues are not only so difficult to talk about, but there's absurdity here.
0: It's absurdity, but also I think it's a complicated conversation because we live in a country that doesn't honor our own history. Like, I feel like I'm literally just like, okay, remember that time between 1892 and 1956 when 12 million undocumented white people from Europe crossed the border, known as the Atlantic Ocean, and then landed on Ellis Island with no papers? They just showed up. They were welcomed. And one out of three Americans can trace their ancestors to Ellis Island. And here we are nearly 60 years later dealing with 11 million people. So what's the difference? And people are saying, oh, it's overpopulation or, you know, lazy brown people who would tax our resources. I should just say as an undocumented person who's been living in this country since I was 12, I've been paying taxes since I was 18 years old. since I started working, I have paid so much state and federal taxes. I, I might as well be a Republican because <laughs> guess what? The IRS doesn't care whether or not I have papers. All they care about is that they get their money every year. Why don't we ever bring that up? And again, how much is the media accountable for that? And I'm saying this as somebody who's also accountable for that. I was in the you know I was a reporter for 12 years. I did not want to touch immigration. I was the only Jose reporter anywhere that did not want to touch immigration. (laughs) The one subject far away from it as possible. I was like, I want out of that. I'm Filipino, yo. Like I don't care. You know, like I would. I didn't want any part of it because I was so afraid. You know, and.
1: Well, we we, um, we should talk a bit about your personal story. I mean, how you originally came here, because you actually, you were brought over by your grandparents who were legal immigrants, correct?
0: Yeah. So I'm I'm like, what, 17 million other households in America. I'm in a mixed status family. My mom, my mother decided to give me a better life. And so she sent me to live with my grandparents who had legally immigrated to the United States in the mid 80s. And, you know, I was 12, so I didn't really know about any of this stuff. All I knew was I was in America. Four years later, when I applied for my driver's license, a driver's permit, when I was 16, I didn't tell my grandparents I was going to go to the DMV. I just went by myself. And when I showed the woman at the booth my green card as a proof of identification, she kind of flipped it around twice and looked at me and she said, this is fake, don't come back here again. Wow. That's how I found out. You didn't didn't know know that you were not a a legal resident. It was kind of not talked about. It was just I was just here. And, And so after the woman at the DMV told me that, I, you know, rode my bike back home and my grandfather was there. I confronted him and he said, what are you doing showing that to people, the green card that is, and you're not supposed to be here.
1: So, I mean, your story raises all kinds of questions. I mean, how do you do things like get a driver's license or go to college? I mean, how, how did you get into college? How do you apply for jobs if you don't have any legal status?